3: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game for the first of our little summer series of podcasts where we're going to get a couple of extra guests in and we're back in the Gladstone aren't we Peter? We
4: are. It's been a while. It has, it feels like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah oh, I've missed nice. it. I
3: know, yeah, and, and I'm drinking halves. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm drinking halves. Don't ask why. I'm just trying to calm it down for the summer.
4: He so is uh, drinking them very quickly, though.
3: Yes, that's the problem. <laughs> it's got to the more. Anyway, you hear of a guess... period of silence on air, then that'll be it. <laughs> yes, we'll just keep it running, and oh, however long it takes for me to get served. No, we we are here with our guests today, making his debut. Mm-hmm. Albion fan, of many years as well, same as myself. Uh, and, and Collective member, uh, long, long-term album fan are you, Mr. Dan H.
1: How are you, Dan? I'm very well, thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, my, my first album game is 1972. Ooh. Uh, uh, home victory against Blackburn Rovers by 3-0. Uh, courtesy of the next door neighbour whose sons were into football and said, well, you can jump in the car as well. I think he had, um, think he had a capri. Uh, I'm right, I'm right. He used to squeeze up the back of his little capri and eat chips and go at the football. So yeah, that was, that was the addiction. Sat on the, that, that concrete wall. Yeah.
4: The, I thought the, front from he of he the next
1: they scored. I thought like he was the goal scorer. <laughs> Would have been nice if he was. Um, but yeah, so that, that, was my first year. Um, I had a big hiatus when I didn't go and see the Albion in the middle, just fell out of love with football, but, uh, yeah. Thanks to some mates, prompting me got back into the Albion for the Amex era and uh, now consider myself an ever-present. Yeah,
3: and that's peak Albion, that's peak 70s to start with, Capri's in 1972. Yeah. But peak Albion experience, that's great, fantastic. I can't believe your first game is 1972. You do not, genuinely do not look old enough. To have gone to a game at that age not unless you were
1: I was seven seven yeah 58 now yeah. <laughs> right, wow fantastic there you go oh, well you say fantastic every time I get out of bed in the morning it doesn't feel it but I'm sure a lot of people feel the same <laughs> and
3: you are a regular at the games you are very regular um, you were just saying a fair uh, you completed. I think was it? Was it? When was it? Uh, a few seasons ago. Now you finished your first ever season doing all the games. This season, obviously, oh, this this season, this season, season is,
1: is, is my first ever present. League in cups, home and yeah. away.
3: Not that one to pick. Yeah. i suppose, supposed to do that.
1: I, I guess it was a good one. You but keep uh, it up now, yeah, given us, given, us no given what happened with it, <laughs> I can't. I can't keep anything up at my age. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it was
4: always like well, nice. go down that line <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> go down I'll see what you did there <laughs> but it was nice of the club to send me an email telling me i would missed two away games <laughs> which got me absolutely panicking for 24 hours yeah. and yeah. thinking look that can't be right and That's then got the correction
3: did, did they get any of them right I know they were all close to being right but none of them were exactly right I, I never
4: it didn't really count how many games I've been to enough to really bother but then everyone started yeah. saying they got them wrong but you wouldn't
3: dance in that
4: situation would yeah. not you if you've done them all oh absolutely if not, Yeah. You, you you if you know you
1: you've done them all you want that my recollection well, was historically they used to do the mileage you travelled, yeah, they based did. on your home address to yeah. where the yes. stadium was. Yeah. Now it's all from the Emmet. Yeah,
3: and I, I, I prefer the um, the mileage thing. Yeah. Of longer, right? it works out and also, it's harder for
4: anyone to agree with that then because they have to be that like, really specific. <laughs> you're not going to be like that, yeah. uh, bothered.
3: I don't know if there was a diversion on the M25, for example, when <laughs> we're driving down that sort of thing. You know, or snow up, no, no yeah, problems. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. And, and out of interest, was that that was Cup Games as well, did you? Yeah. All, all, oh, all, the cup
1: uh, Carabao and FA. That's yeah, amazing. So, yeah. Forest yeah. Green Rovers. Than, yes.
3: yeah. Did you manage to get any veggie food? You're a vegetarian. I, 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 it always I runs out, doesn't
1: it? The queue right. at Forest Green Rovers put me off. Yeah, queueing up for anything because I could hardly see yeah. the game anyway with all of us crammed onto that little concrete terrace yeah. so I thought queuing up for 20 minutes no. and, and missing Dennis score scoring is not really something I wanted to do it's a
3: bit of a shame somehow the catering is yeah. not great because we went um, we think if we wouldn't go there with the album we went yeah. to see um, Barnett's opening game of the season a couple of years two three years ago I think it was our 1st Premier semi-league season I think it was their first game in our football league yeah and um, they ran out of vegetarian food really early. Not, I'm not a vegetarian. Yeah, we spent, she was very disappointed not to be able to, try spent th- food she th- were looking forward to. We
4: spent an awful lot of time hanging out in the the, 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 like, hospitality bar away end bar, which is basically under a, under a marquee, with a window that sold you beer.
3: Which is coming as no surprise <laughs> to absolutely
4: anybody. <laughs> but they're moving now in a few years anyway, or a year yeah. or two.
3: D- Dan, just go back to your, your Albion history, so where, just a picture of the scene, so where were you born and brought up, where were you, where, where were you
1: located? Um, I was born in London, um, yeah. but my mum and dad had an acrimonious split, and so to get away from them, my mum moved to the south coast before yeah. I was even a year old, so Brighton feels like home to me. Yeah. So you were in Brighton, you lived in Brighton as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. so technically I'm, a, I'm an East Seventeen. I'm a Brian Harvey. <laughs> yes. I'm a Walthamstow lad, but um, I, I've got no recollection of living there or, or being there or anything. So the, the salty air of Brighton is my is my first memory. Hence. Yeah. Addition to the album,
3: and we've certainly come a long way, David, to post to certain album fan and we since then. And we'll get on to this season in particular in part two. But what we wanted to do in part one, um, you had a particular re- we wanted to get you on anyway, to so be honest, long overdue inviting you on in general. But you had a particular subject you wanted to to talk to us about actually, and it's something we haven't covered, I don't think, in any way before it's a subject that affects anybody really um, up and down the land including footballers we can mention as well um, but it's to do with your um, yeah something you've been going through isn't it in uh, recent years um, and I mean we've we've um, we talked about it off air but just, just to kind of we'll, we'll talk about what, you, what you're willing and happy to talk about on air with regard to this um, really I'll start with a question you, you asked me to ask really is what have we come onto the podcast to discuss in particular
1: I think the easiest way to describe it is probably mental health um, from my own perspective uh, I've been through some fairly severe mental health issues for an extended period of years now Um, and it's given me perhaps a a personal insight that I was completely blind to before going through this myself and I imagine that's the same for any medical problem that you don't want to break your leg until you break your leg Um, when your your mental health goes it's. I think we're still trapped in a world of fear of talking about it We're, we're trapped in a world of people uh realising they should talk, in, should talk about it but not knowing how to and the fear of saying the wrong thing to someone and the guilt that yeah. might follow if you say the wrong thing and something terrible happens and isn't it better to just avoid it Well so, you're saying off air I think it particularly applies for men as well it's like very much uh, even more so with men Yeah, for, for, for reasons that um, experts know and I don't but I'm happy to piggyback their, their ideas men are worse at uh, accepting mental health issues are worse at talking about them are worse at expressing their expressing their emotions and I think um it seems weakness still. For a lot of people it's seen as a weakness, it's seen as something to be ashamed of. And part of my reason for coming on to this is to try and I don't want to say set an example of myself. I don't want to sound that pompous or arrogant, hmm. but to try and open up a conversation, such the same as have been on North Chat, where people have come on and posted things about how they're feeling with with their mental health or depression or suicidal thoughts, whatever it might be. Hmm. Um, but again, as I was saying to you off air, I find my own thought process is often very confused because, like most people, I think at a 1,000 miles an hour, um, which is why I think so many people say it's good to talk, because you can't talk at a 1,000 miles an hour. You have to slow down. You have to get your thoughts a bit more in order. But what I've found in the last few years with what I've been going through, I can't type as fast as I talk. So if I brain dump onto a piece of paper or typing onto my iPad how I'm thinking... It gives me the opportunity to slow that whirlwind in my head down and start to get some order around what I'm thinking, why I'm thinking it, what, what, what's the structure around how I'm feeling, and, and to, to maybe encourage other people to think about those same things, that even if they can't talk to someone about how they're feeling, perhaps they can find some help themselves by starting to write things down and, and get some focus and some clarity in their own mind as to what they're feeling and why.
3: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point isn't it? thinking outside the box of, of how to do with things people feel they can't talk but even if they do talk, maybe talking
2: isn't enough and this
3: idea of writing stuff down is quite interesting, it's not something I've thought of being a thing but actually I think it's a, it's a pretty good tool to use because as you said you, you have to type slower than you can think certainly, probably Quicker, you can talk as well, uh, and it's it's the same with anything. If you're trying to retain information, if you're trying to remember things, it's easier to write things down. Yeah, it gives you more thinking time. I think it can be reflective, it can be a good, I think you use the word cathartic in in a sense of maybe not the right word, but actually, I think it could be cathartic for some people as well.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that from some of the first mental health therapy sessions I had, I used to get hungry from my counsellor, and it was something as simple as three questions how am I feeling today why am I feeling this way today do I want to feel the same tomorrow and if not, why and just writing down the answers to those three questions for me I was writing two, three thousand words for each question and and it just illustrated to me just how much (coughs) crap I had flying around inside my head and how much uh, how much the ambulance was coming to get me. Yes, um, they wouldn't worry about what I'm saying. <laughs> it's always our site from the Gladstone. The, uh, the, the emergency
4: services are always in present yes, at some point. Yeah, the one downside.
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> Still
2: central on it all the evening. Um, but yeah, I think I, I that's... Think I... It's, a very good um, it's really good to be
4: aware of that as well and think that, you know, to, to see that, understand the logic there and, hello, like, and actually, you know, just, you, you can do something like that and it will help at
1: least, or it help to kind of, get thoughts on the paper. And yeah, I mean, if, again, speaking from my own personal pumpkin American perspective, uh, in saying that I've not been through this before and so I'm, I'm learning as I go along. I've found that the, the help that's available out there when you go to the NHS didn't work for me at all. That they, they seem to have a model of what mental health issues are and they have a response to those issues. And if that's not the issue you're suffering, then it's not something that's going to be able to help you. And, and the NHS actually pushed me further into mental health issues than, than I would have been, I think, had I lasted on my own. So um, I think, I think NHS yeah. is very
4: good at emergency kind of physical problems. When it comes to like follow up care and physical problems and then also mental health problems, it's, it struggles resource wise, it struggles in terms of like attracting the right people to do it probably as well. And yeah, cause someone like a, you know, people who are good at, you know, good in that area probably don't, will get paid a lot more frankly to do it privately. Yeah. It's an honest answer. They'll probably, if, if someone can, you know, you can train someone up much more easily in how to treat a broken leg than you can to, you know, Kind of understand someone's psychology but I think most broken legs are the same most people's psychology aren't the same they're very yeah. different
1: but I think the, the analogy you make is, is very well observed that if we talked about someone with a broken leg going to the NHS and the NHS sticking him in plaster yeah. taking them out of plaster and they're saying well, you need physio until you can walk again would the NHS say you can have six sessions if you can't walk after that well it's your own fault yeah. you can only have six sessions I don't think they would I think yeah. they'd say well for whatever reason your healing is going to take longer we need to give you more care, more attention, give you more sessions Let's, let's put you on an exercise bike until you put more weight on your foot whatever it might be but with mental health, and counselling, you get a limited number of sessions, and that's it. You yeah. get kicked out the door. You might only be just starting to explore why you feel the way you do, and they say, that's it, sunshine. You and that's don't.
4: even more deciding you're just starting to make a breakthrough, you feel better, and then you're told, oh, no, that's
1: it, sorry, you can't get anything else. Yeah. That um, be even worse. And when you do go back and say, look, I'm still struggling here, they say, okay, well, we'll find you somebody else. They don't say, well, we'll send you back to the same yeah. person who knows you, who you have continuity yeah. with, who already understands, and there's a relationship there. They send you to a brand new organisation and a brand new person. And the words I got the most from the NHS that I hated the most and I heard so often, tell me why you're here today. I must have heard that 50 times and seeing so many different people. And it's it makes you say, I'll tell you why I'm here today. It's to call you a hopeless wanker and leave. <laughs> and that's how it makes you feel. And, and you really do feel like the help that should be pushing you to swim downstream is actually... Pushing against it because it's a cold,
3: soulless, formulaic machination, isn't it? That's all that's happening there. Yes, yeah. there's, there's no per- interpersonal, interpersonal connectivity there going on at all. It's so just somebody, as you said earlier, off tick ticking the boxes.
5: Uh, I mean,
3: we're in a world where box ticking is just a, a plague, thing. It's just uh, a We don't get to it. Super difficult. We're in a we're in a world yeah.
4: where we mm-hmm. had a well, country where you had forty years, pretty yeah. much barring to tw- a ten year gap of Tory government yeah. and. That is basically what the doctrine they've come up with. And it's almost like it it does feel like sometimes mental health are like, oh, well, get on with it sort of thing.
1: But I also think it's intrinsic to, uh, without getting too political, (laughs) um, intrinsic to the capitalist ethos that you don't want to be sued. And that's where so many of our health services come from at the moment. If I can prove I ask you these three questions every day. Are you taking your medicine? How do you feel? Uh, do you think you might kill yourself in the next two hours, and you can tick those boxes, then the coroner won't be blaming the NHS if you jump off a bridge? And I'm afraid that's, that's the level of treatment that I was getting. It doesn't actually help you at all. It doesn't, it doesn't. And I, and I make no secret of the fact to you, and anyone who's unfortunate enough to be listening, that I did have a suicide attempt, uh, about 16 months ago, which, uh, I still haven't made my mind up if it's a good thing or not that it failed, because I'm still struggling with my mental health, but the, My approach to suicide was it was going to be a blessed relief, that my mental health was dragging me down so much and I was so miserable and so wrought with pain and tears every day that the safest thing for me to do was leave the planet. So it wasn't an impulse, it was something I worked on, something I planned, something I made sure i prepared for, so I'd got my will done, I'd written in the farewell notes, I'd got my finances in order, all that sort of stuff, and typical Brighton fan, fucked it up at the last minute, it didn't quite make it. But it, was, it wasn't something the NHS were ready for. Yeah. They wanted someone in touch with them that says, I'm having suicidal thoughts and I'm scared by them. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Please save me. Whereas I was going to them saying, I'm having suicidal thoughts. I think it's the best thing for me. What I really want you to try and help me with is to tell me if there's anything I'm missing. So that suicide isn't a good idea. What can you help me with to talk me out of this? I, I want to kill myself, but I'm going to give you a chance to help. And they just didn't know how to face it, didn't know how to focus on it. And it, it does feel like
4: mental health, yeah, you know, in the NHS it's not really gone any way forward in the last 50 years.
1: No. It's but I, I think, as you say, because it's, you know, the lack of funding you have to focus on the immediate you have to focus on the car crash you have to focus on the cancer patient of course you do whereas someone who might take three to six months to start to feel a little bit better after taking a few pills it's not a priority when I say take a few pills I mean antidepressants rather than overdosing on paracetamol and that's what the NHS will do They'll, they'll force you whatever shape your peg is and I don't want to get back into the innuendos. whatever shape your peg is they will force it into their square hole Yeah. no matter how much it trims off the edges
3: That's it's interesting you say that because I was just about to raise this anyway but you mentioned about physical trimming the physical stuff Peter and aftercare my dad had need for aftercare stuff for health issues he's had quite recently and it's really not there apart from for a short period and the aftercare as, you, as you're saying Peter is, is an issue they're, they're not good at that's where they're not great and it's almost as if down the this is pocketed into the same bracket but as you said it's not a seen as a noted thing because it's not an immediate physical pain being inflicted by a broken leg or, or there is cancer you can't see it you can't see, yeah. an injury. you can't see it so it's almost as if it gets wrongly bracketed into that same category of the stuff we're not very good at we'll leave it to one side and we'll just make sure we're ticking the boxes covering our asses, making sure we're not accountable and
4: they think with that within physical illness as well because I work for an MS charity and they're terrible with a lot of the time with MS, because it's not... and not, A lot of the time, you initially can't see it, and, you know, you can't... They can't diagnose it for, like, eight years. So It's not just... It's, it's, it's anything, really, that's not really obvious. It's, sometimes it's like... We don't want really to get too much into, that like, the NHS, because they are mostly underfunded, and it's, yeah. yeah.
1: But. I, think, I think one of the hardest things that, that I've experienced with, with my mental health issues, and I, go, I know I'm disappearing up like my own arse again, I apologise for that, is just finding the right people to talk to, because having tried the NHS and their response being, they're there, if you feel in danger, call us, if you feel at risk, call us, and my response is, I don't feel in danger, I don't feel at risk, I don't feel vulnerable, I'm just telling you I want to kill myself, and it's your job to try and talk me out of it, and you can't. Who do you actually talk to? Who do you go to and say, I'm having these suicidal thoughts, because from my perspective, the mates I've got from uh, the North Stand Collective are the best mates I've ever had in my life. No, no question, bar none. Um, I had zero family, but I view NSK as I think I would view a family. People that I can confide, confide in, people that I know are there for me. But who wants someone to come to them and say, I'm feeling suicidal, I don't know what to do. And then... Have that person have to deal with the impact that six weeks later, six days later, that person has killed himself. Yeah. How does that make you feel? And from my perspective, I didn't ever want to inflict that on anybody. I didn't want to go to you, Russ, or you, Pete, or anybody else, and say, "I'm feeling so bad I might kill myself." Can we have a chat? How do you then feel when I do? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel like you've let me down? Do you feel like you let yourself down? And and I couldn't do that. I couldn't open up to people because I didn't want to give them that potential damage that they think they've fucked up.
3: That's a really good point, isn't it? I mean, I I wouldn't have thought of that myself, but actually, yeah, that is a big barrier, isn't it, to to doing it. It's not just not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to make a fuss about yourself, whatever it might be. It's actually that as well, the notion that you might be... Imposing a huge level of guilt or other problems by sharing it with someone. Yeah, and, and then so rude, what,
1: what, what I found I was doing was not only was I managing my own internal mental anguish,
2: hmm.
1: I was trying to lessen other people's by not sharing the burden I had. Yeah, because I didn't have an outlet. As I say, the NHS did their best, but it didn't work.
2: Yeah. I, I was, <laughs> you know,
1: it's, it's easy to say, and I, I would never put them down. The Samaritans would be the perfect place to go because there's someone to talk to who, who is trained to listen who's trained not to be a judge um, the biggest problem I've got and I'm going to edit it out if you want if you don't donate to the Samaritans set yourself up a little direct debit and do because I've phoned the Samaritans twice and to give you a ridiculous scenario let's say I've just taken a bottle of sleeping pills and I'm going to phone the Samaritans and I'm on hold for 40 minutes waiting to speak to someone the two times I spoke to the Samaritans and it was 3, 4 o'clock in the morning I was on hold for 40 minutes because there was nobody available and I hung up and the reason is because the Samaritans haven't got enough money yeah. to help people that, that they want to help Yeah, just
2: resources,
3: not a lack of willingness no, and not a lack of
1: capability uh, and, and again I've got a very good mate from the Dean who is volunteering for the Samaritans and doing brilliant work and I love him for it but you know what? If there's you no one there, cool, yeah. if, if you're literally all on the line and you can't, yeah. So, so I, I found myself in that position where the NHS didn't understand me. I didn't want to take a chance of damaging someone that I loved by telling them something and then killing myself and they felt it was their fault. And the people that are supposed to be the most independent, non-judgmental, available—just talk, mate. Just get it off your chest. So Went there. Couldn't get through. Yeah. And it, it's a very—it's a—it's a of really difficult positions.
3: Yeah. But Dan, you said you said in, um, in that you, you shared the note actually or a, a, i say a note, a, a, a typed uh, letter, open letter, potentially the court, yeah. um, which you wrote immediately or just a short while before the suicide attempt. Um, but I, I want to just talk about a few things about actually because you share that with me and yeah, with Peter as well. Um, first of all, on the lighter side, you said if there's ever a more self um, sent of prick and me in this world and I'm glad I've never had to meet and put up with them well I'm afraid there's two of us tonight so
1: <laughs> <laughs> take, take comfort take comfort that I knew you already so you exactly. must have been excluded from that oh
3: fantastic that's good, that's good yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting although
1: it did say except for podcasts yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you shoehorned you yourself that, back in
3: <laughs> it did say that yeah um, so I mean it's interesting you use that wording at the beginning but also when you said you were describing what, what, what you were thinking what you were going to do what you think you were going to do and then you described the notion of ending things as running away
2: that's what the word he used
3: could you talk about that a little bit more Would you, in particular that, that wording itself is there anything to
2: glean
1: from that beyond the obvious, one. yeah. Um, I, I use the phrase "running away" because my my depression hasn't been a chemical imbalance. It's not been something that has no explanation why. And I'm, I hope you'll understand, as you said off air beforehand, I'm not going to go into detail. But it's a, no, it's a situational depression yeah. that for me has got no possible good outcomes. Um, the the counsellors I've seen have described it as being bereaved. Not having a body to bury of uh, a, a missing person, but actually you know where the person is and they're in danger, but there's nothing you can do. It's a, it's a really piss for me a situation of, of, of a situation that I can't correct. Uh, I can't address I can't do anything about it and it leaves me feeling helpless that I, there's nothing I can do but at the same time because all that I want to do with my life relates to that situation it's hopeless as well and, and so I've, I've been staring down a long dark tunnel of my future and, and nothingness that there is no point there is no hope, there is no future why bother? Uh, which is, as I was saying, going to the NHS saying, have I got this right? Um, What he used to say to the NHS was, um, using the example of jumping off a bridge, jumping off into the tents, the last thing I want is the final few electrons, snaps, he's firing in my brain to go, do you know what you should have done, smart ass? And for that to happen while I'm a foot off the bottom with a rucksack full of bricks and it's too late to come back. And I wanted the NHS to be that final firing of the, the... my brain to say no, think about this or think about that, and I say not their fault, but they weren't available they're not, to. They're do not programmed it. like that. Okay. They're not fit yeah. for it. But, that, but that, that's been the issue for me that yeah. I've, I've just effectively the long dark tunnel, and, and the typical cliche of the light at the end of it being a train coming the other way. It felt to me like the long dark tunnel. I was better off staring down the barrel of a shotgun. That was my long true, dark tunnel, and. Yes. and it was it was a kindness me killing myself was like putting an animal down they're not going to get better they're going to be in pain they may not understand but the kindest thing to do is to end that pain for them and that's how I felt about my own life and, and that's why I tried to end it. Yeah, and you referred to it as uh, almost
3: like a, a business decision. So you you had, over a longer period of time, yes. thinking about this, you hadn't rushed into anything and you'd given it rational thought, looked at pros and cons you said in the, in the letter and it, it was just a, a rational, rational considered decision over time. Yeah, absolutely.
4: So it's, it's Which maybe, is not what the interests were expecting, obviously, everyone no, who's irrational say, and kind of like, that you know, kind of like, almost scre- you know, screaming about it and like, I want to do this and, and yeah, then you yeah. try and calm them down as compared to someone who's actually got logical ideas and logical thoughts It doesn't fit into the box, mm. and
3: also as you said it's a situational thing whereas people may have been diagnosed with mental health issues from a young age they've got a history of mental health it's
2: way before maybe
3: a scenario occurs where they might be getting suicidal in this scenario yours are situational they know nothing about you presumably in this context and suddenly at one point you've come into the whatever point it. And as you said, it's, they're, they're not ready for that,
2: for that quite calm, rational,
3: considered
1: uh,
3: proposition that you're, you're giving them. I'm feeling like I'm But
1: again, a, a, another, another very salient point that you've made is that because mine continues to be a situational depression... Yeah to go in every day and see a new face and have someone say so yeah. tell me why you're here today yeah. doesn't work because because if I was going to go and tell you exactly why I'm feeling like this and go into all the personal detail it would take me an hour to give you a pricey yeah.
4: and so basically you take up
1: the whole time just talking about it the actual reason
4: some
3: people may not want to trust or might feel comfortable to trust divulging this information even in this fragile mode.
1: and well, no one wants changing. to talk about it every single day to a different yeah. person yeah. who yeah. doesn't yeah. understand especially if you're again, not going to benefit anything because you've basically spent
4: that whole time telling them and then they've offered no idea of what to help, what to do or how to help or Yeah, there's
3: absolutely. a fragile, vulnerable moment or period of time
2: where the
3: stakes are high and they Time is, is precious. You can't really get that wrong over a period of time with, with different
4: people. It's it feels like the, the least they yeah. could do is offer the same person, at least or yeah. the same two people every week, almost. If they yeah. don't have everyone on the same day and that sort of thing, but rather than having a different person each day, yeah, at well least I've, the least they could do in that
1: situation is to at least provide you with someone who is continuity and. Well, I've been I've been very lucky lately that I'm uh, seeing someone from an organisation called Likewise. Um, and her name's Tony, and she's really gone above and beyond to continue to see me and get extended sessions and extended periods of time so that I've got that continuity and, and she's been great. But at the same time, I, I have to admit that the possibility of me committing suicide is still there. It's still in my thoughts on a daily basis. But I hope that by Again, being the pompous arrogant mean by by being able to speak about this it might encourage other people to do the same and, and, and people know we were speaking beforehand about, about that, that weird male environment that football is, where it's all chummy and it's all mates and it's all beer and it's all great and we love it. And we can
3: cry together
1: over a promotion. Organization, or relegation. Or, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. we can we can't, despite the fact that men can't talk about mental health. We have that friction between those two separate yeah. scenarios. On one side, we can't talk about our mental health, but on the other side, football is so good for our mental health. Yeah. Well, well, is that, and it is, it is ironic because to a lesser degree than
4: probably for most people, but football does define your weekend. To, to me, football defines my weekend. I will, if we went on Saturday at three o'clock, I will have a much happier weekend. Almost whatever happens. And I do if we if we lose. Well, that's not going to happen. Often yeah. three o'clock on okay. Saturday. All well, oh, right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but moving Next season, okay. yeah, Sunday at <laughs> two o'clock, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But but the point remains, and it's and obviously it's probably a lot more extreme example from your point of view. But it's you know I think most people, my wife, when I think I was saying to you earlier, but we beat Newcastle three 0 I was having problems at work. I was like a bit fed up at that point. It was lockdown. It was a bit shit. Or it was at least like in between lockdowns. And we once, and I, within two hours my mood completely changed. From being like really fed up and like I can't dread in work tomorrow because it's a Sunday and we beat Newcastle 3-0 and I watched it on TV and my mood completely changed at yeah. that point. Yeah. Football has that, it's a beautiful, and it's the other way around it works as well because my wife was saying oh, I'm jealous of you for that but actually it can equally work, you're know, having a weekend and suddenly we lose 2-0 so looting away or whatever and, and it all turns around but it's, football is, it does have a huge impact on on people, It's like, it's, and people don't really see that. I think if you don't like football,
1: you don't see the impact it has. But I would, I would always advocate as strongly as possible that as great as football is, and, and I accept your point about we're in lockdown and football's on the telly, and it became a different scenario how you relied on football then. Currently for me, people say it all the time, football is a day out ruined by 90 minutes of what takes place on the field. It's the people you're surrounded by that give you that absolute fulfilment, that enjoyment Um, and and again, recognising my own mental vulnerabilities at the moment when the football season finished I went out onto the NSK WhatsApp group and said guys, I'm I'm feeling like I've got this long dark tunnel ahead of me because we've got June and July and August, some of where there isn't any football. Um, and I live a long way away from most people. I live in London, so the MSK mostly in Brighton. I said, please let me know. If you're going to go out, let me know if I can come and join you on your will. If you're going to be up in London, even if you're just going to gig and I can join you for a beer before you go, let me know. I need something to get me through this period. And they've been superb. Posting, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Bermzy beer mile, come and have a sit on the beach, whatever it might be. And, and for me, it's it's not talking because I'm not going out to them saying, invite me out I'm going to open my heart. It's just going out. It's just, I've got something to do, I've got something to aim for I've got a reason to not be dead before I next see you.
3: Because you you said in that letter as well um, you mentioned how to varying degrees it could help, the football could help but for you you said it was a matter of the day the hours and minutes but the days in between was why this was still a problem for you. It wasn't enough, it was a was a, a. well, I presume you're saying it's like a, a hit that staves it off for a while but then come midway through the next week or whatever it might be yeah, you haven't you, got that even in the shorter term you haven't got it until next Saturday or whatever it is <coughs> that that for some people yourself included
1: could be still be a problem yeah so. but but I think the, I, I, I do nothing but contradict myself all the time I, I'll go to a football be it home or away and it'll be a, a number of hours and loads of people
2: yeah.
1: and sometimes the following day I'm exhausted I can't get out of bed because I've used up all my energy trying to be normal, and I think it's a, it's a Robin Williams quote: "Normal people don't act depressed; depressed people act normal." And so, it's such hard work well, I think to not let someone know how you're feeling.
4: But almost in a way, the describe it as not normal is. I mean, there's so many people who yeah. have depression. It's it is very
1: normal. I think it's what like is I, I, yeah. absolutely. I agree with that completely. But what, what I'm saying is, it's very hard I, on a number of reasons. You know, I don't. I don't want to. Every time I go and see a mate, I don't want to be all oh, cross. I'm feeling miserable. Yeah. I was thinking about killing myself. What's the point? This has happened. That's happened. they will be like, good lord, is he here again? We we just he's, he's a drain on our system. You're quite at the front, so. Yeah, and and it's yeah. it's an effort. you you've, because of the the whole environment of mental health. That, that maybe it comes from me saying, you know, I don't want to inflict that on other people. I feel less of a burden. Yeah. If I'm not telling people how I feel, and and that that I'm painting myself into a corner, that my mates have all said, if you want to have a chat, have a chat. Here's my number. Give me a call. Come and see me. But I don't feel like I want to be a burden to them, and I, I don't know how to get past that.
3: Yeah, I can see the paradox, and and yeah, that's a a really good point. And the thing you said about worrying you're going to be. Providing a guilt scenario
4: if someone who shouldn't, a tragic event occur should you decide to. But there, but there middle, so ha- but, uh, but there, is middle, <laughs> there is a middle ground. A happy event for me. There is <laughs> a yeah. middle ground between that and, in a way, yeah. and talking to people about, your, about yeah. mental health generally yeah. and the suicide. There is a middle yeah. ground where you can talk about your, you know, your feelings and yeah. your sort of but but I think that is genuine. I think we're, we're probably right? Men struggle with that it's an awfully you know met as a whole and especially in, i think Britain generally they're very much like a lot of people would would probably not be that impressive it's good people you know but your mates i'm sure would be and you know we're yeah. we, it's really great you're on here well, i think again, it's a really it's, big issue to talk about and it's really it's great a, it's a
1: personal thing for me so hopefully others will be better equipped to manage it than, than i but as i mentioned earlier my, my dad broke up four I was a year old my mum moved down to brighton thankfully so i've got the blue and white stripes now um but I grew up with a mother and a sister. I didn't have any strong male role models, so I find it very hard to make myself feel vulnerable with men. I find it hard to expose that soft underbelly. Um, And I'd even gone to the NHS and they said, do you have a preference for a type of therapist? I said, I'd much prefer a woman. And I must have been on my fifth or sixth therapist before I got a woman. And, and it's just Way like, off then, yeah. Like, yeah, and, and you know, and I'm, because I've never had a father figure to look up to and respect and, and be able to engage with, when, despite my advancing years, when I get given a male therapist who is 20 or 30 years older than me, I'm thinking, I just I don't want to open up to you. I don't, I don't feel like there's a comfort there or there's any relaxation for me to feel normal. And I'm, and I'm going to go back to a very, very recent event Last night, sitting in my what is my regular pub, um, I didn't think I was doing anything different. I was just sitting there with some headphones on, listening to some music, having a pint. And this female barmaid walked up to me and said, are you all right? Hmm? Well, well,
2: yeah, why? She said, well,
1: okay, but are you really all right? Because you don't look all right.
2: Oh, well, all right, I'm
1: not. look alright alright i am not, I'm not. Feeling, you know, I don't want to go into detail. This is what I said to her, rather than saying it. I'm not going to do it on the podcast. But no, but I'll, I'll be all right. It, it's really nice of you to check in on me. And she went, "What well, do you want to cuddle till you feel better?" Yeah. And there's this, there's this. I don't know how old she is. <laughs> this genuinely lovely human being who sees a regular customer who doesn't look happy and goes and makes an effort to not just say you're all right and accept, yeah, I'm fine, but actually pushes it and puts her arms around me and says if you want to let it out, let it out. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself crying. And, amazing, and, and lads, that has given me a, a, such a, a conflicting view on myself now that am I that miserable that it's better to end it all? Or is there enough goodness out there that no, perhaps it's worth staying it's, around? I
4: think it's, a good after. it's like people, you know, like, obviously the, the view the and all that sort of thing is, is accurate, but there are enough people who are really just good-hearted and...
1: Want to be there for you and want to be there for all of us and we'll actually want to help everyone and... but but for me I think what was what was massive for that was it was it was almost like the Samaritans but face to face.
2: Yeah.
1: It was someone I didn't know, someone who wasn't going to judge me, someone who wasn't gonna feel guilty or, or who didn't understand me at all, would just said, Are you okay? And I've tried to do that myself a lot, having gone through this, that I see someone in a pub who doesn't look happy and you, you Are you alright? Everyone says yes. Yeah. Everyone. Of course. It's when you say, Are you, sure? It's when you, say Are you sure it's like kind of,
2: it's when you say, it's sure?
1: something simple, is, Are you should, sure? you just look like you've got something on your mind. And I've had people in floods of tears talking to me. And it, it, it's made me feel better that I can make someone else feel better. And I, and I think it's that pay it forward thing, I know it's a cliche, but if, if you're feeling bad, you might feel better if you help someone else feel better. And I've found such value in that. That's yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, well great story, yes. that's special. wonderful to hear. Yeah. And yeah, she said it's worth pushing
1: that extra moment, <coughs> ask again, obviously that hassle. or something. You've asked the oh, them a bit Once you're
4: punching them in the way. mouth saying I don't believe you, it's gone yeah. a bit far. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down next to them
1: and like they feel steal their food. Yeah, or they sit in their lap. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I and a total
1: stranger, not someone that you're familiar with working for as well I you? mean they're <laughs> no, probably not going
3: to get
4: up their lap, to be honest. Well
1: if you want me to get off your lap now, Ross, just let me know.
3: No, you're right eh? there, it's, it's quite comfortable eh? there, do Your legs right. haven't gone to sleep yet. No, not yet. yet, yeah, no, no, okay. Um but yeah, I mean I, honestly the, the point is I think when you are in that paradox of do so I do I want to feel of like imposing myself on someone to it. I think if you feel you need to talk for anyone listening to this do, if you feel the inclination to do it you should do it, with, with friends if you trust them enough, speak to yeah. them in the first place, uh, or even
2: a stranger, you,
3: somebody you don't know very well, maybe it's good to talk to a stranger as well, if you feel the inclination to talk to someone, definitely yeah. do it because it, it can
2: only help really and, and again, I'm
1: not I'm not a regular on Northland chat, but you know I go on, on have a look about once every couple of months, yeah. and there's been some people coming out on their posted stuff yeah. and it's amazing the support that rallies around them yeah. and, and and to echo that point about i think faster than i talk and i talk faster than i write maybe it's done some the world a good to actually type a long post and explain not to anybody else how they feel but to be able to get it down for themselves how they feel you don't have to put it on north stand chat just type it down for yourself go to bed read it the next day and it allows you to understand yourself so much more and if it's something that works for you I'd, I'd recommend it heartily and it
3: looks chat like is interesting because it's the best and worst of things isn't it really it's some fantastic information out there there's some fantastic sharing of, of thoughts on various subjects but it's great for that as well because it is a, an enormous way you can you can vent
4: things you could Just don't go there i we've lost three games in three days in three weeks <laughs> exactly
3: yeah <laughs> At the same time, you've got a bunch of idiots on oh, yeah. there to talk about the Avoid about it, the i off to
4: Lithuania. Yes, exactly, so, <laughs> you
3: know. But it, it's a total source, yeah, isn't right? it, Even yeah. this as well, you know, if someone's listening to this, or, or anyone else wants to come on, who's Alvin related, wants yeah. to come on to this podcast to talk about similar issues, or anything besides.
1: Just don't let them sit on your lap before me.
4: No, no, definitely not, you're first you. in line down every time. <laughs> Told me that when I first came in the <laughs> problem and now he's, like, changed his mind. <laughs> that's because um, you said
1: sit on my lap and we'll talk about
3: the first time that comes up. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of where we were with that. Th- you talked about other questions as well. I mean, you you said the question you could pose here is um, what do you want to do with this? And how have your issues come to the fore? I mean, I don't know if you've we've kind of covered some of that already in a roundabout way, but...
1: Yeah, I think, I think we have. I mean, there's how have my issues come to the fore I guess it's how many, how many mornings can you wake up in a row and think I just don't want to do this anymore yeah. at what point do you start to get so short tempered with people socially or, or probably what happens more often than not certainly is at work I haven't got time for these idiots
2: I just, I don't want to do this anymore. And, and, do you, do you
1: fight yourself and fight the people you work with? Or do you actually say, I am going to have to go and take myself out of this situation because of, you know, worst case scenario, I would punch someone at work. I tell my manager what I really think of them. It's not going to do me any good. But am I so ashamed of having a mental health issue that I daren't go to a doctor and get signed off? Do I go to a doctor and say, Could you say I've broken my leg when actually I'm
3: yeah, depressed? You don't have the speaker, don't you? It can. And, and especially if it's people you don't want to talk to at you all. If you don't get on with your colleagues. And, I,
1: and I'm aware of um, a number of work environments where people need a level of security clearance to be able to do their job. Mental health can be a big sticking point to getting a security clearance. And to say I'm feeling depressed, I'm a bit uncertain about whether I can say anything. But if I do, my job might suffer anyway yeah. because I can't continue to work where I'm working because that seems such a taint. And that's another thing that needs to change. Why, why is it that I can go off sick with a broken back and my security clearance is fine, but if I cry myself to sleep once a week and call my manager an arsehole, I'm suddenly a bad risk?
4: Yeah, it makes no, it makes no sense. It just, it just goes back to the past of the country, doesn't it? It's like... It's very much like, you know, have got to have a, you know, a backbone and stand up and like, be like, just get on with it, especially men. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, and it's ludicrous that. today, these days. You're
2: signing uh-huh. off the moment, and was, was that,
3: did you actually come clean, so to speak, in terms of you just get the
1: doctor
2: to sign you off on the journey? Yeah, the, it was,
1: I mean, I, I probably stayed at work longer than I should have done.
2: Yeah.
1: And the, the, the negative impacts were all on me because I, I, I kept the face on. I kept the work up I kept the bad noise I kept the humour I kept all the, the things that I liked and the exhaustion in the morning again yeah, yeah. And, and so when I eventually went to the doctor it was like a relief that I could be signed off but at the same time I probably with hindsight went a little bit too far that once I'd been signed off a month and I was feeling suicidal and it was a, a, a diagnosis of severe depression And my, my line manager was brilliant absolutely brilliant so supportive kept in touch You know, do you want to have a phone call do you want to come in do you not want to come in do you want to meet other people or meet in the pub if you like do you want to go for a meal anything whatever you want you pretty, take the lead he was absolutely much superb that's great to hear really really good
2: but then I found myself you know that's well we'll sort of know what
1: you do I feel now guilty that I should be going back to work no, because I'm letting them down that's not what
4: they're saying like no they're, they're,
1: they're but, but it, like, it, it made me feel guilty yeah, yeah. it yeah. made me yeah I was
4: thinking at all you almost said to sector wanted to have a fight against them but actually they were being so nice that you almost like then go yeah, too far the other way
1: but in feeling guilty I started to think well my line manager knows what's going on but he's respecting my privacy and not telling other people just that I'm off sick yeah and so I wrote an email to the whole team
2: yeah
1: saying I'm off with depression it's it's nothing to be ashamed of you know trying to do the right thing, to, to yeah. let people say, you know, that whole, it's okay to not be okay thing. Yeah. But I went a bit too far, I vented a bit too much and started to speak about <laughs> suicidal intentions <laughs> and, and yeah. a, it hit a lot of the team members pretty badly. Right. 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 That they started to think, Christ, what can we do?
2: Yeah.
1: And I started getting messages from people I didn't want.
2: <laughs>
1: tell, tell me if you're okay, you can call me anytime, <laughs> just leave me alone. It was it was a self-inflicted injury. But uh, But again, I'm I don't want to get too controversial here for a podcast, but the, the bit that made me the angriest, I think is where a lot of my problem comes from the NHS. I, I don't know if it's in the, the kind of the farewell note thing like I emailed you or not, so I'll, I'll cover it briefly, is the state believe that they know what's best for me. Mm. The state believe yeah. that if I want to kill myself, I must be mentally ill, over and above, suffering depression or stress or whatever it might be. That I can be committed because I want to kill myself. Because the state know I'm better alive. Well, as I've said, pros and cons, SWOT analysis, all that stuff. No, actually, i decided that being dead was better for me. I just wasn't good enough to get it done. But where does that come from? I think it comes from that, that old religious mentality that killing yourself is a sin and therefore anyone that commits a sin is either doing it deliberately because they're an idiot or doing it deliberately because they're not thinking straight and and some of the to, to jump back to where i was about the emails from people at work the ones that really annoyed me the most are the ones that came from a religious perspective not are you okay not is there anything i can do for you but You realise you are going to be condemned to an eternal hell of damnation if you kill yourself. And, and while I respect somebody believing that... Don't put your beliefs
4: on me. That that, that wasn't, that wasn't really what I needed
1: to hear from someone. Because I wanted to go back and say, well, I I respect your religious views, that's fine. If you've got religious views, brave. I hope you get comfort. I hope they're good for you. I hope they help you live a better life. Well, it can't be
4: comforting that much for like, someone to think about damnation and or hell.
1: Well, but, but but for me to have someone then say, look what you're doing to offend God. when God wasn't even in my mind because, you know, I'm an atheist. I don't, I don't believe in God. If you want to believe in God, that's fine. I haven't got a problem. Just don't knock on my door on a Sunday morning and ask me if I've averred that God exists because, yes, I have. But it's it's one of those things where I I think we're still, as a society, going back to all these square pegs and square holes, and of course you don't want to kill yourself, this is the solution we have got. It comes back to that sin thing, that you can't want to die because it'll offend God, therefore there must be something wrong with
2: it.
4: And I, I think
1: a completely rational, sane person can choose their own death
4: and not be ill <laughs> almost like any other decision that you make in life yeah so.
3: it's almost got the notions of the man up don't think that's soft thoughts you got to be strong just bite your tongue stiff up a lip all of that
2: you could
1: say it's okay. British but it goes beyond that as well doesn't it and yeah. you're right yeah I think very British men I think it very it's much is British men but, yeah, but it's a fear yeah. thing yeah. isn't it so, yeah. so in my, my, exactly. I was brought up as a Christian for the first 15 years of my life so I understand some religious viewpoints whatever it's a fear thing you can't do this because you'll make God angry And if you make God angry, you're going to go to hell. Well, as I say, 15 years as a Christian, I also believe that if these gods, I don't want to single one out, I don't know enough about all religions to be certain, but I believe that most religions believe in a deity that is all-forgiving and Mm. (laughs) all-loving. Yet, if you do something that really upsets them, suddenly hell exists. Surely, if, if, if if there's a deity that I love and who loves me and I'm in such pain as to want to kill myself that is going to want to wrap their arms around me and say are you okay?
2: Yeah. Not
1: fuck off mate there's a fire over there go and sit on it and definitely
3: yeah. not damn you to hell yeah. if you do go over with exactly. I think
4: in, in essence it all comes down to the fact that as this as a country we find it very hard to like come up with our emotions as well yeah. And so people kind of hide behind things like religion, like this, like you know, like you know, kind of just like j- humour as well. Sometimes, if people bring up subjects like that, they try and joke it away almost. And and it, without that, you know, it's, it's you know, I think a lot of European countries are a lot better dealing with this. They're a lot more emotional, a lot more kind of, especially men are a lot more emotional generally. Yeah. Whereas over here, I think we are generally we're literally saying brought up to very much like, yeah, stiff up a lip but you know, go against them, and, and it means that when there are you know problems with mental health, that you. It's trouble to deal with it so much more than maybe in other countries where, you know, it is, you know, and, it, and I think in sport, even more so generally as a player as well, I think people expect Premier League footballers would be, you know, kind of like all... all, all well, also just be so happy because they're earning so much money and that sort of thing. But by definition, it's, it, depression isn't related to how much money you earn. There will be Premier League footballers who suffer from depression, but it won't ever occur to anyone because... They, you know, they they earn like fifty grand a week. They must be really over the moon. But actually, depression's not related to that. No, in any oh. way whatsoever. Doesn't matter whether you're earning fifty grand a week or unemployed. You can suffer depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh,
3: to especially in lockdown yeah, as well. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, a lot of people have problems at
2: lockdown. Yeah. I
1: remember when I was a kid, my nan saying to me, "Money doesn't buy happiness, but you'd yeah. be miserable in comfort. But remember one thing: you're still miserable. Yeah. Comfort isn't no everything. No, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Oh God! Very true. Very true.
1: And yeah, all accounts.
3: I think I think you're right. The the notion
2: of religious history
3: and how that's come up through society, and the notion of the male breadwinner as well. There's certain pressure on someone to be a strong force in a family scenario or whatever it might be. Yes, I know things have changed a lot since, but there's still those notions. Those. I think a lot it of ways they haven't came. changed that much.
1: In it, a, in it's a lot toxic of masculinity yeah. that, yeah. that yeah. men are not expected to be sensitive.
2: Yeah,
4: it's seen as a weakness. Yeah. And yeah. another European country is a lot more yeah. accepted and a lot more kind of natural. Yeah. And I think that's where we where we lose out the country. I think probably where we could learn a lot from from Europe generally yeah. as a whole and from you know, and it's. I think generally as a country we're less emotional anyway but even more so because it's discouraged
1: yeah. unless we go to football <laughs> when we get very yeah. emotional but it's and limited emotions. And then people crying about getting That's relegated I mean. Exactly. that it's far less
4: important than a lot of things people suffer in life that they don't cry over. Yeah. It's, it's,
3: it's letting off steam isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, expressing yourself going through the emotions it's your... Release
4: time. Yeah, going with the traditions. Yeah, people who are, like, don't make a noise all week. You hardly say anything all week, so he's dreaming
1: about yeah. stuff. And I had a mate who used to work at a, a, a sewage plant, but he got fired because he only went through the motions.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Sorry. <laughs> on that. On that <laughs> <note>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that, oh the, dear, that was, is that the ideal that song for the sure, first <laughs> half <That probably laughs> well, literally yeah well, we have
3: clauses, and, uh, Dan I mean thanks for, for sharing yeah, it, that I, was, think, was, I think it's a really important matter we haven't discussed it on this podcast until now and I'm really glad we're doing that with you today the season, okay. with the background noise but yeah I think it's really important and, and people should reach out certainly to friends, family, colleagues if you feel comfortable doing that Samaritans, if you can get hold with them obviously but do try them do try them definitely And um, but I also
1: think don't forget you can reach out to yourself exactly. you write yeah. things down you can read, read them out. the next day yeah. and it helps you understand yourself a lot better I think that's a
3: really good point and I, I think it's a, a simple thing to say is that, to think oh yeah no, that makes sense and then maybe to forget it again and actually really to go through a simple process just make yourself sit down and actually do that it can make a difference it really can great right.
1: Uh, And don't, and don't forget the grammar Nazis won't hit you either, will they? Because it's your own writing, so you won't notice the typos. Well, we're going to, um, we'll take a break there, Um, amidst, amidst the
3: warm food delivery in the background, you're going to love the popcorn. Honestly, we gave away. so we're going to take a break there, and we're going to talk about a little bit more Albion stuff. And any A little bit who, sorry? The Albion, you know, that... I can't remember, something happened, didn't it? it? Albion Ravers? Excuse me, just not Albion Rovers. the other Albion. Blackburn Rovers. There? Black <laughs> Rovers. there's another Albion. Apparently they did quite well. So we'll talk about that in part two, coming up after this short beer break.
4: Really and we're back more.
3: in the room. So, about two and a half hours after we did part one, we're back with part two. Aren't we, Peter and Dan? Yeah. A well couple of that.
4: pints, a few ties. And,
3: and some yeah. new best friends that we've got as well, haven't <laughs> we? <laughs> uh, but, uh, best what? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been joined by two random people we didn't know until about half an hour ago, did we? Toby right. and Cleo, welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, they are... Uh, fans of uh, another club another uh, club London.
2: Can, can you get yes. this to us <laughs> <site? laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they saw us and thought we might be something we weren't sure we thought they might be something we weren't sure turns out we are indeed arch rivals turns
1: out one of them's got VD <laughs> <laughs> which
3: yes. one though? it's the Crystal Palace massive. welcome to the podcast thank guys. you very much the thank latest you. debut talk Dan's only just made his debut and now you two have as well whereas we've been on fuck <laughs> I know and that's the opposite way, around the way all the listeners wanted to hear. They wanted less of us, more of everyone else. <laughs> Never mind. I
4: think they just wanted less of us, <laughs> <from> them, nothing
3: <laughs> else. <laughs> so part one, we were talking to Dan about his Albion history. So let's start off part two with this spontaneous palace <laughs> loving uh, with Toby and Cleo. Tell us your stories. First of all, Toby, let's go with you, shall we? Because I think your your background is more or less the same time, time-wise. Okay, as Dan, so
0: uh, yeah, I, I've been a palace fan since... 1973, but at the time I became a Palace fan, bizarrely, I was living in South Devon and watching Plymouth Argyle on a regular basis, but but both my parents come from South London and uh, and I followed Palace as they went from the old 1st Division to the old 2nd Division to the old 3rd Division (laughs) under Malcolm Allison, and then bizarrely, um, only about a year after I started following they were drawn away to Plymouth Argyle in the FA Cup. So the first time I ever saw the team that I supported was away at, at uh, Plymouth Argyle. Great cup tie. It was uh, Plymouth were winning 2 1 with about two minutes to go. And Palace got a penalty. <laughs> and uh, Palace rewarded a penalty. And who would step up to take the penalty but Terry Venables? Oh yes. Not that hard. yeah, Ooh. and he missed, and he missed. Oh, we missed. Yeah, Good which right. kind of, which, which kind of set in set my Palace supporting career, you know, off to a, you know, off to a pattern that I, you know, I often recognise. Start giving so, to so, yeah, go exactly on, exactly that,
3: exactly that. Yeah, and penalties are a big part of <laughs> the history between the, the lines. <laughs> a lot that. of penalties, yeah. most particularly the aforementioned one I chatted to you about off air. The one with... How many How many penalties was it in the Five. end? Five. Five. The Kelvin Morton oh, game. Two of them were missed, weren't they, or something like that? No, three, that. three,
0: three missed, missed, and John Pemberton's is still orbiting the moon, I think. <laughs> He's he, been hit he,
4: out, it out it way yeah, the way by Tony March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he hit two in a row to
1: try and get there. must be the name John, because <laughs> John of Beakers hasn't come down
3: yet. <laughs> so there we go. So that, that's your... Back story, Toby, and a fine one it is, yeah. too. I mean, obviously, terrible choice of club. Yeah. To <laughs> that goes without saying. But well, she doesn't have a choice. No, because she is your daughter, Cleo. Yes. Uh, yes. You were forced, you were telling us earlier, uh, from the age of four to, yeah. to watch, so, watch Palace. From
5: birth, obviously, <laughs> Palace fan, had a Palace Fair the day oh, yeah. that I was born. Baby grows, but, all that. Yeah. yeah, but born in South London, haven't lived in Devon, South London mm. forever. Um, but yeah, from age four have had a season ticket, it's 1997, um, and I think, yeah, by the time I was 12, I'd seen Palace being relegated four times and in administration once, and got the nickname (laughs) relegation (laughs) at school, um, and then Palace went into administration again when I was doing my A-levels, and I cried a lot to my dad about how I could manage doing my... (laughs) A levels and managed Palace being a relegation. distracting, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So yeah. being thirty now and, and having ten years in the prem. <laughs> 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 it is. Yeah,
4: none of us have it's relegation for quite a long time. Whereas relegation is something we grew up with, like, especially from probably from us. Yeah. Yeah. And, just, uh, and those last games of the yeah, season, waiting for everyone to listen
5: on the radio, quite
3: well, a Not a relegation either of us
4: for a long time. You know, 2006, mm. we had relegation last time. Yeah. It yeah. Probably that much more since. Well, you
3: avoided one, didn't you? against yeah. with well, the Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday was Sheffield our last time you yeah. might have gone down or have you gone yeah. down soon? yeah, yeah.
5: Well, so we, 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 we nearly need... went down to league one then from yeah. the championship yeah when was
4: your last
0: relegation? that would, oh, that would oh, oh, be 2005. 2005 yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
4: yeah. So neither of us have relegated since
5: five six.
0: Yeah, sort of yeah. Five. yeah. it's quite crazy considering how
5: up yeah. and down
0: we've both been over the yeah. years. And, and I still and think football. of us as being yeah. quite up and
3: down.
4: And we, I, mean, I mean, is that I, you and your dad or just Palace? <laughs> 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 just Palace, just oh, Palace. Oh wow, there hey you yeah, yeah. We can <laughs> still <laughs> just go right at home now. The <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: football podcast, the family, like, <laughs> family
1: therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all so
3: friendly really? until we we were discussing Sorry, earlier... I'll, I'm
1: going to go and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
3: no. Oh, no. That joke is not great at the moment. Surely, surely. Don't edit. Don't edit. Call edit. Me if you're laughing Don't at call it. me Shirley. <laughs> anyway, um, we were talking about uh acquaintances. London. We, we, all, we all live in London. Yep. Uh, London. Land and Town and Billy. Uh-huh. We mentioned Billy the Bee. Billy the who Bee. We've had on the podcast the ubiquitous Billy the Bee. I, I've had him on the podcast a couple of times. Been on his podcast a couple of yep. times. But it turns out you, Toby, know him rather well, don't
0: you? Yeah, <laughs> I went to university with Bill. I was part of uh, Brighton, uh, Sussex University Soul Funk Society. Brother <laughs> and the <laughs> funny thing was when I when I came back from university, Brentford were. I think I think it was still called Division Four then, yeah. and a the funny thing was they used to pl- they they went through a period of playing on Sunday mornings, um, and they there was eleven thirty kickoff, and at the time I I don't know if you even remember we we were really into the kind of um, acid jazz scene, oh, and yeah. Dingwalls at the time was the was the biggest class on the scene, <laughs> and it was Dingwalls was one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, so we we got into this thing of going we go down at Brentford. Watch, watch the Bees play with Bill and then go up to Dingwalls on a Sunday afternoon. And this is back in the 80s when, oh, I'm probably older than everyone else here, nothing much happened on a Sunday in Britain. Yeah. Pub's oh, still yeah. shut in the afternoon. So being able to go to football and then go to a club where you could drink all afternoon. I can imagine. You know, that was, a, that was major. This is before, there was no Super Sunday in sky back okay. in those days. No. Channel
1: 4 had NFL highlights at 6 o'clock. So this is like
3: before the football Italia. Yeah. Oh, well before,
0: because yeah. this is her age. She yeah. grew up with football
3: Italia. you're right. Sunday shut down. It's still so, it still does in Germany. So the bees, Sundays. the bees, anyway,
0: the yeah. bees. Sunday kick off followed by Dingles. Anyway, Bill Bill's been a great mate ever since, and uh, then then obviously last couple of years we've had the the fact that Palace have played Brentford in the, <laughs> the Premier League has been. Beyond belief. Really.
4: So I I love the fact that like Brighton, Palace, Brentford, Bournemouth are in Premier League, and teams mm. like Leeds now and Wednesday, Wednesday and mm. Derby, the arseholes, the arrogant dickheads who are like kind of like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe teams. I don't, like hold this. That, Peter. don't hold you that, Don't hold that. I don't like Leeds. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <the beer>, <laughs> no, I'm always like this. It's like literally, I despise Leeds and Wednesday as well. But they're all like kind of like, oh, yeah, I can't believe teams like Brighton and Palace are in the Premier League and we're not. It's like. Well, we're just betting you at the moment.
3: We actually play better football. We're, we're going to be tweeting players. this to
4: every Leeds fan. I <laughs> <see on laughs> like. literally had every episode to tweet that. I hate Leeds fans because they're so arrogant. <laughs> they're such... Well, all of that, all that the
1: that arrogance, is discrimination for me. Ah, oh, there's that too. I mean, they're, they're exactly. not But, that either. but well, they're not also saying, extremely arrogant.
3: It's a very right? southern-centric Premier League. nowadays. white those, stuff. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, we've yeah, got so many teams from the south in there. Is it six or seven... London Short away type. day. Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 7 plus yes. Luton in London? 7 plus yeah. Luton, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So You've got West Ham, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Brentford and... Fulham. And Fulham, plus, and plus been, Luton yeah. just up the road. And I mean, to offset what you just said, I mean, actually, our, our
0: favourite away day throughout our, our last... I don't know if you know, we've been in the Premier
3: League
2: quite a long time. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, it's 2013. <laughs> yeah. How's the stadium
2: getting on with all that? When <laughs> well, a
3: combination oh, occurred in 2013, off. I'm taking
0: this. <laughs> but our favourite away day is Leicester. We always have a yeah, really I, good day out of Leicester yeah. because it's a, you know it's quite a quick train journey. Well, like they are really good pubs. they are really good curries. You walk to the ground. You go for you go for small beer and curry, and you get yeah. back. And, and I love those East East. I, and much games. So we went down we were really mm. glad that, that that Leicester went down, yeah. and actually really pleased actually that Sheffield United you know came up because it's another one of those. And I, I could do mm. with you know all the, all of those places you can get to from St Pancras because yeah. they're all they're all good. Exactly, you know, like yeah. Derby, Nottingham, Sheffield. They're they're all pretty good, aren't <laughs> they? Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I and even if you it. lose, it's not too shit getting back. <laughs> Whereas when you lose. Up in the far northwest,
4: yeah, that's just great. Yeah. Leeds and Wednesday. It that's five. what Newcastle. To be fair, trips to Yorkshire don't really issue with no. what really. United have no. an issue with Bradford. We went from Bradford fans to Aston United this year and went to their game, didn't we? United, yeah. And yeah, we, had, yeah. we had a good time and a good chat with them. Yeah. It I've it been, no issue Yorkshire, Yorkshire generally. It it's just be, of me, really. promote, it be of me not to
1: promote. they both. It would be remiss of me not promote the Weatherspoons or some pancreas. I I think I'm responsible for about thirty five percent of their profits. <laughs> I don't like it. Maybe they'll come to you. He's <laughs> a fucking oh, a but the beer's cheap, and I prostitute <laughs> myself. And it's <I'm laughs> not there generally.
3: And you've also got Houston quite no occasionally. Yeah, exactly. I'm in North. No, London. no it's good. It's down good, to yeah. Seven Sisters, across on the, on yeah. the Victoria yeah. line, boom, and yeah. up to wherever as well. I think so there's
4: no one has beaten Charlton, so I'm okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
3: it's all it's all good. As as you've uh, <coughs> thankfully reminded us, you went up in 2013. We came up in 2017. We took our time. Yes. We weren't yeah. a hurry. Yeah. We just it's a we're slow growth. It's a slow <laughs> growth, <laughs> Toby.
1: Before we, over- we gra- we'll play Murray, back we're <laughs> gradually overtaking <laughs> you.
3: You're the pace setters, and we're that <laughs> team, we're, we're that runner. You're the hare, and
4: we're the tortoise.
3: The open guy just runs past (laughs) you. You're still being very polite. The piss setters, yeah,
1: piss setters. Uh, Both actually, (laughs)
3: yeah, yeah, or piss head setters, something like that. Yeah, that's
1: definitely you.
3: Now, you, you asked us earlier...
1: Because you only drinking right?
3: Only halves. <laughs> well, I was. Somehow I've ended up with a pint glass. <laughs> I don't know, don't know how that happened.
4: Yeah, uh, you definitely didn't ask for a pint, did
3: you? It's like, Toby, you, you asked us earlier about what our favourite games were. I think you, you might have said it was doing with Palace Brian. I can't remember. And for me, <laughs> uh, definitely the funniest moment was that one I told you about, the, the, the policeman now with the guy at the top, yep. the top of the terrace in the 3-1 game and all the penalties. But yeah. certainly my favourite win was probably the 3-1... It could be the knockout one as well. Mm-hmm. Smash and grab in the sense that he shouldn't have been on the pitch mm-hmm. and scores a winner mm-hmm. and does the whole shithouse thing in front of the mm-hmm. the family stand. How <laughs> can you do it in front of the Tom, family Toby, stand while well, the Toby guy's Toby see using, using the same word? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Through. Anyway, yeah. and then uh, got substituted immediately mm, afterwards. And well. got substituted, yeah. <laughs> However, uh, let's, let's get that. Uh, go on, go on there. You can tell us what your favourite one is. We'll allow it, we'll allow it. In the well,
0: London Okay, state. okay, so the, the most obvious one is obviously the 2-0 the at the Amex when, when, well, uh, straight so in, in the playoffs. <laughs> when, the <laughs> when, betrayal, when uh, no, no, no but actually, actually, actually we, after the, after the first leg at our place, we just thought we had no chance. Yeah, what whatever the and then, <laughs> and then Murray was injured <laughs> and we just thought, and, and, you know, to be honest, we'd all completely lost faith in Holloway. We just thought this bloke has not got a clue what he's doing. And he... I mean, he, didn't, he
4: basically... Like, he literally just like shit or someone no, shit in his but no, but and he wound up to that. It's motivational fact. He had so.
0: not... I mean, tactically, he hadn't got a game right no. since about yeah. November at that They've point. They've been off form. And then... Mm-hmm. He was quite
4: well behind you and then finished actually above but, you in the league at the same time. But time.
0: incredibly, yeah. in that game, yeah. he, he he tactically got everything right. It, I mean, this is... You know, if, if Ian Holloway ever, ever, was, ever was to produce a show reel, of his career you know the only two <laughs> Palace game games game. <laughs> the only two Palace games you've had would be the, the away leg and, the, and then the final because yeah. he played that away leg absolutely
3: spot so it, everything
6: was right it was a was classic right.
4: away game wasn't it, it? Was, and so the, so final, I, I, the final the final felt like that too all we were going to Wembley at, at, yeah. at Selhurst at of course I were um, me and my dad were going we missed so many chances tonight yeah, It's going to
3: be fucking... We're going to regret yeah. those. All of us that were in the we were getting very yeah. nervous about... Dick Hammond
4: missed a header from like six yards out. Yeah. That he headed straight to your keeper. We had three or four or glorious chances to win oh, that I game. Could, two or three... I, I didn't even come I down. And I didn't even come I down. Like, oh I watched God, it on Really? And yeah. I can, I can remember watching it on You didn't come
0: down. You just thought... Because you know, I just thought... And I can remember even after an hour I just thought really, the this. is. It's incredible. But like I was... I I can't remember an important Palace game that I was less nervous about because after about an hour it's like we were all over honestly that was a premonition that was a premonition for how the Albion are now we had so many chances and
1: missed them it's possible right and I was at um by GP as well
5: I was at university so I'd come down from Birmingham to watch the home leg and that was when the wall was built And it was like a nightmare to get home, wasn't it? Yeah. And then for the second leg, Dad was like, I'm not even going down. And I had my exam the next day at uni, and you were like, don't come down the night before your exam. (laughs) So I called up the pub where I lived, and I was like, are you going to put it on? They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turned up at the pub with my palace top and all my friends who don't know anything about football, and um the Christian The Christian Union were having their meeting in the pub next to us and then I was watching you, that
4: the Christian Not Christian you The Christian Union
2: I
5: don't think they were praying for me <laughs> because then when Palace scored and the Swear words that came out my mouth when I called you, and there was a girl on my course just giving absolute daggers to me because I wasn't being very holy.
2: Tell us what the words
5: were. I, I was very happy in the pub, basically, but yeah, it was probably the first big palace win that I hadn't been there with you, and mm. I was on the phone, <laughs> yeah, going mad. So, anyway, it was, it was good for us, and then we ended up at Wembley, and we hate Watford.
3: Who didn't turn up? They, turn no. up. they turned no. up and
5: got sunburned is what happened yes. with their yes. ugly
3: yellow kit they really turned up wouldn't they like, yeah. <laughs> Ben Foster so the would have had a world yeah. if he was bad for them Always yeah. so, the
0: only, so the other one we have to mention of course but I'd only put I'd put this in only in the we're all right
3: to that yeah go for oh, it yeah. we're that's
4: in the middle of the podcast so <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm sorry I'm it's fine
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> low level banter is encouraged that's fine. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, it, a completely different question. If you said yeah. to me, what football game made you laugh <laughs> for longest? And if you lived off, if you carried on laughing about for longest, it would be when we played you at the Amex during COVID and it was really bloody miserable, sitting watching those games with nobody in the ground and our <laughs> team was absolutely useless yeah. we, we, might, we uh, might
3: have to edit this out and down. we
0: played <laughs> you and we had Jean-Paul Mateta who we had not seen a thing about who <laughs> done bugger all when you mean in ain't no
5: Stiker better than Schreifer Jean-Paul better than Jean-Paul <laughs>
0: Mateta Talk about and, an ironic charts and Bloody we young. sat and I and of course we weren't we weren't even in the same room so no. we were she's in Whitechapel I'm in Kennington we're watching the games like Oh, fucking Brighton and, and they're loads better than us. And this <laughs> oh, is just going to well, be man. a completely... Sorry, can you say <laughs> that a bit again? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is a, during the pandemic. People's minds go <laughs> completely...
4: Like, they they lose favor, reality. Yeah. Yeah, during that point, I was
0: going, Brighton are better than us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, of <laughs> course, <laughs> the, the first time that John Paul Mateta <laughs> gets in the box... <laughs> He does a fucking back heel that goes straight into the net. <laughs> so, immediately, really we're, we're, we're all on a group WhatsApp just going, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> that bloke, I mean, he literally, <laughs> if he went to blow his nose, he'd miss. <laughs> normally <laughs> And he just backheeled it. And at that point... What up his nose? Oh, <laughs> got to half-time. We've had one touch in your box, and we scored a goal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I only care <laughs> for <like> that. <laughs> <And> <laughs> one touch Some, in our box... So <laughs> then
0: we we have
3: it out, Russ? <laughs> I don't think we can. Or should, indeed. <laughs> if you
0: know, so we're then thinking if we get a draw out of this. I mean, this will be one of the great all, all-time great results, and so it gets to like night. And I can remember Andros Townsend, like ninety-second minute. Andros Townsend running down, and just we're just going kick it. I and mean, you can't kick it into the crowd because there isn't a crowd, the but there exactly. is still a rosette, yeah, yeah. even though there aren't people in it. And It will take quite a long time to get the ball, ball back. So orbit. just, I think
3: it kissed, uh, What's his face? His penalty <laughs> yeah. on the
0: And then you go. And then Andrew Towns is crossing the ball. What are you doing that for? You <laughs> fool! You know we have got. We had a two on the it.
3: corner.
0: I'm doing a Robert Sanchez. And the ball drops. Right <laughs> and the ball I'm drops. flapping at the ball. And Christian Benteke. Wow. Hits it. And, <laughs> and at this point, I mean, how? Like yeah. literally all any of us. Texted to each other was just <laughs> laughing emojis for about the next seven hours. Yeah. And I can no, remember my... opening a third bottle of Carver
2: um. while
0: I was just still just, all I was texting was,
2: ha
5: ha ha ha. My boyfriend came into the room. I'm just like here. You actually have to face to bed. You've got to work tomorrow, and you've been laughing by yourself for three hours. And I was like, yeah, but it's quite funny though. Yeah, I think I
4: think quite funny. Face busting my sofa. <laughs> and, and then I think the only bright side was I could turn my TV on stat- as compared to me walk out of ground watching you lot celebrating in a corner. Yeah, that uh, was that was the when one turnaround um, um, from it.
0: Sky put the stats up, didn't they? And you, yeah, had, yeah that and was amazing. had two hundred
4: <laughs> and seventy-five shots, and three thousand shots in the
5: my mistake. Probably <laughs> the most
4: ridiculous defeat in the history of football. Yeah. No, I the think it there. was. I
0: think it was like possibly the most absurd Premier result. Yeah. yeah. Premier league yeah, Give us right. the, yeah.
1: yeah. the stats. Like it's say like can, 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 I, can I go out on a limb here and expect an edit? So yeah. YouTube <laughs> won't know what I'm going to say. Do. I don't know what you think are And I don't know why it. I'm introducing <laughs> it, but I'm just going to say.
5: That was the day I decided to kill myself. No <laughs> Oh god <laughs> I don't say
1: that. That's his second suicide
2: game. But,
3: oh my yeah, god. Yeah you, you you can sort the edits on it. No, <laughs> no, We'll leave it all in, it's raw. No, <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. the piss taking. Yeah, that, I mean, that was that was the most ridiculous yeah, game yeah. I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it right? was a classic Graham Potter yeah. though. We and literally, we literally created, created like about 1,700 it's chances in
4: 90 Albert. minutes and Albert. missed yeah. all but one. And yeah, it was, and that's where the Zerbies turned us around. But even the away game at like you guys this year, we had, it, it was a lot easier to blame Sanchez for his drop or bar for the fact that it was shit. Yes. But actually, we had say, McAllister miss five chances. I couldn't believe you know, it. He about like that far out oh, like in a corner and he missed it. And oh. I've I celebrated that. I went out for that. And it's like, oh no. no you celebrated miss. him missing? No, no, I celebrated <laughs> the fact that he, he headed it, and knew I was going in. You thought it, you were celebrating what you thought We had about 25 go. chances or like that again yeah. this year. Somehow you guys just sucked it up.
5: It felt like
0: that for us, I know. I, I we No, like... I think we've come off... And we gifted you
4: that goal. We man. literally it threw the ball at your house.
3: Not that we're bitter or anything.
4: <laughs> no, it's, no. Not, oh. it's not bitter. I mean, we literally just no, gifted you the goal. Way it's, it's, Plus, like, why, I, I am be? bitter. Thank you very much. I'm completely <laughs> bitter about that. But that we did. The goal was to was I don't think any Palace fan would dispute that we gifted you the goal. But what I love about De Let's talk about
3: managers. De Let's talk about him first and we'll talk about Hodgson as yeah, well. Yeah. De Deservey, what I love about De Zerbe is he's heart and sleeve again. We've gone we've we had Gus Poyer, as obviously from the playoff Yeah, yep. we that, know who, who was a head coach and he was great and we loved him. And he transformed There's us a glass into ceiling
1: and a shit covered toilet. Oh,
3: exactly. And he, he transformed us into a footballing side, but he kept talking about how he was going to leave and now we had limits, and this, that, and the other. Mm. Ironically, he stayed longer than
4: most managers mm. at that time. Mm.
3: However, we then went into... But, ironically,
4: he had ceiling as well, much, much lower than we did. Much lower
3: than we did, yeah, <laughs> which is quite funny. Because we
4: he's went, a bit
3: of a, a bit we, we went through some other managers, and so we ended up with Chris Hewson, who methodically organised us to get into the into yeah. pram. Yeah. did the job, kept oh, us man. in the Roy Hodgson factor, basically mm-hmm. it's the same thing and we got a lot of stick
4: for actually removing him removing him yeah. You did actually Hodgson yep. yeah except for not the racist bit that we got accused and of which is bizarre we people, got accused of racism for like lacking huge money.
3: for all it's worth people weren't completely warned on him even though we got us in the Premier League for the first time mm-hmm. and in the top five of the mm-hmm. second time yeah, ever that's true until
4: that last six months everyone loved him yeah, I um, don't. I don't think that's true. I think Popper okay. is much more true. Maybe, maybe. I think with Hutton, maybe people loved Hutton, but the last six months were terrible, and we had to get rid of him.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I think, get I, notice, think
4: people,
1: people no, I think people people were concerned about I think, the impact of, of race and representation when Hutton was fired. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, I, I I but, but, but again, i have got yeah. to say. I, I I'm think not think it was. I think it was quite popular until that last six months yeah. when oh, we fell know. apart. It's basically, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was unpopular. The, the, well, those massive home defeats were yeah, yeah. a That last six it's months. But, it's months it's
4: but for people to say that we got rid of now. them because <laughs> of the racist elements. We don't. We don't. There's also
3: the same people who were saying that we should. Let me write it in. What I was trying to say. No, 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 no. But what I was trying to say is Chris I think it was fantastic us up to, like, a and keep us up but I think we were missing and something and when we had Graham Potter I at my age Chris just,
1: shooting couldn't keep me up
3: the flair, <laughs> the flair <laughs> came back with <laughs> Graham Potter yeah, for the goal but the flair is not and when, the and when and when yeah, well no 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 a lot of games are quite
4: dull like, on the Potter it's like I've yeah but we were that playing thing better
3: football again weren't we we were playing better football but what my point I was trying to make I'm going to say. the point I'm trying to make is Deserbi comes in and suddenly you've got this guy who's just absolutely fucking brilliant because oh, not no, any...
1: hang on, hang on, I'm gonna interrupt now. Grand Tunis was right. <laughs> Brighton haven't yeah, changed. Oh, yes. Like, oh. For, since Potter left. Tonight's Potter quote. Says, Potter left and deserve be joined Brighton are exactly the same.
3: This is according to uh, an interview with your, your man there. Simon Jordan on Talk Sport. Yeah, yeah, I think well, yeah. it's today. No, no, today. He it's he's really
4: not our man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, say, he was challenging Graham Tuna. Graham Tuna said was questioning deserve his appointment when he first came, and is now trying sort to of back it up by saying that he's not changed anything since Potter came in. I'll tell
3: you what, I didn't like Portland. Jordan as a chairman, right.
4: and i Jordan was like, what the fuck I are you talking I, I think I
3: know why you wouldn't like him as a chairman, as <laughs> Palace fans, <laughs> but he's actually quite good as a pundit. I don't, I don't know if you'd agree with that.
2: He, might, he, he talks a lot of things. I mean,
0: I think, <laughs> he's, I think he's right, he's just one of those provocateurs, He'll 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 that's say right, talk I mean, sport, I mean, sport, yeah. sport. It's all okay. about. I'll say something. It's good, 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 so well, that's going to kick. He's betting on
3: Asia and fucking Durham. That's it's not right. about. You know. It's, it's
0: not really about what you believe yeah. in, is it? But I
3: anyway, yeah. my, my point is going to be Roberto Durbin came in. I love Roberto And the player Dezervi. was back. That was, the was histrionics He's throwing balls guy,
4: away. We had no he's, sendings off from any players this year. And Durbin got sent off twice. Yeah, that is literally like legend.
3: He got sent off
4: twice more than any of our team all year
3: we've been we've been linked with players uh, and he says yeah he's really good we'd love to get him in every other manager goes we don't talk about other people's play. Yeah, 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 He just goes, yeah, he's, he's great. We'd
4: love to get him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. It's just so refreshing. It's so normal. <laughs> and it's... Great. I love Deserby. Literally, what, what I never worn Potter
4: like, yeah, at all. Like Within, sat, like, two like started, months, started, a month
2: started, of Deserby, I was the same like, he literally too,
3: yeah. loved Deserby. <laughs> and and da- Dan is showing us a dessert yeah, sticker it's on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, Dan is yeah. in NSK. And any stickers that you've seen around South London like are absolutely nothing to do with you, are they, Dan?
1: Not absolutely I'm sorry I think I've gone deaf I can't respond <laughs> so, so although, okay. although I've got to give credit to Dogma for the sticker yeah. I've just shown so, ah, so moving on the right to the, uh,
4: the pal- our palace friends yep. what do you reckon about uh, what do you reckon about second first? What's the second Vieira what happened, was it the right thing was it, so you obviously had a very really mm. tough run of fixtures and he, uh, he didn't have great results wait, but it was a very tough run
0: wait, our fixtures the, the, the fixture computer um, dealt us so quite Bizarre blow last year, which was, tissue, which, was <laughs> which was which was basically you get your nine most <laughs> difficult fixtures first, then your nine most easy fixtures, then the nine most difficult ones again. Then you and it was, was literally right like that. It was literally if you if you said that we were the kind of tenth to eleventh best team in the league, we played everyone above us for the first quarter of the season, everyone below us. So. And I think you know all of us who know what we're talking about. Going, okay, okay, it's quite a good chance by the end of March we might be in the bottom three, but we probably won't be at the end of the season because, be top three, because the top because right? the run out is, um, and of course, Vieira. You know the point at which Vieira was ditched was 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 yeah. just towards the, the end of that break, that second yeah. time against.
3: But the results he got, yeah. he
0: got results in those fixtures. He? He, he, he he got results in the, the in the good times.
3: Teams, yeah. But I, uh, I
0: qualify well, he, that by saying that I think his first season, the success of his first season was hugely inflated by having Conor Gallagher having a season in his life, mm. and I'm am not actually it's, sure Kevin Conor Gallagher yeah. will ever have a better season in his life. So, and, and I'm, so not even, I'm, I'm not even sure that, that, that uh, Vieira, when he came, when he came w- was going to set the team up that way. And I just think, suddenly Gallagher started to perform and it was like, fucking hell, we've got a system. Um, and of course he went back to Chelsea we couldn't pay the 40 million or whatever do you not, we do have you not think that's the
1: weakness of the loan system in the Premier course, League that, that uh, a yeah. player a single player can be loaned out productive, isn't it and, and make a team feel so much better and actually all they're doing is stripping that
0: team they've
3: gone to and, of one of your academy and, guys, but
0: it's the, it's the ultimate in short-termism, isn't it? Because yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah, essentially absolutely. saying we can get you through the next six it's months, or we can get yeah. 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 And what's interesting is now what I've yeah. noticed with, the, and Chelsea are the worst, because mm. they had you know I mean that I, I think they had forty players and Their books are out alone we're over Europe. nine. And then they have an so, overblown squad but it's, back at home as well. But, so, yeah. but so you know, we t- we had in twenty eighteen,
2: we, we, we had we Ruben Loftus yeah.
0: Cheek, who had a brilliant season for us, yeah. and he got into England's World Cup squad. He played in England's World squad on the back of playing for fucking Crystal Palace. You know, for us, that's unique. You know, who, whoever gets into an England squad. Playing Crystal Palace, That's right. and then of course, <laughs> but of course, at the end, the of, he, of then, then cool. he went back to Chelsea. But at that point, he was twenty-two. Fine, go back to Chelsea. Then nothing happened. Nothing happened. Now I'm hearing today he's going to AC Milan yeah, yeah. for fifteen million. But, but seven. he's twenty-seven. Hmm. you know he's not, and he's not played yeah. that many. Well,
4: I don't he get it, what he's achieved to go to AC Milan. First, no, no, it no, seems no. Odd. but, but
1: if his g- career has suffered. By being a backup at Chelsea. But, yeah, but you know, when, you, when you look yeah, at the fact that, so that, that, then, that
0: then Gallagher also Probably got is. into the England squad by being on the with us. <laughs> <brilliant>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whereas um, Gallagher's best mate was Mark Gehey. And they were, they were together as Palace Juniors. Gehey decided he'd actually sign for us. He signed for us. He's played. He's been the happened. captain.
2: He's... Uh,
0: Superb so defender. Yeah.
1: He's in the England team. I, I understand and his ambition is to be as good as Louis Dong. Is
0: that right? We don't speak his name. How many caps has <laughs> Dong got? Um, Not enough. He's been because
1: England manages the palace. <laughs>
0: <person>. <laughs> I, and that's the parental advisory but, version. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is it's, it's, so the the loan system is kind of great on <laughs> <in> one level, <laughs> and yet if, they, <laughs> if they, um, <laughs> um, I'm particularly with Chelsea. Chelsea. You know, if at the end of it, it's it's not about actually buying the player, and you've got you've got Colwell, haven't you? Or have you? Yeah. Is he coming to you? Well, now? I don't
1: think, will, I think it will cost too much try. to do yeah, it. Yeah. I think so so it's looking It's a so second s- year alone. There's suggestions. And there are players I've heard about that, who's who's our, that are much cheaper overseas, things
0: so that will probably go for. So. Um, who's the, the other Chelsea? The, Tamori. Yeah,
2: yeah, he
4: was Tamori. Well, well, yeah, so we yeah, had him on loan actually.
0: No, no, but he's he's been he won the league he's with Milan. He's one of the best defenders yeah. in yeah, He won the league with Milan. In the you know, I know it, worry, Italian football is worry. not it's oh, not at the same true. level. But he's got a goal
4: for us at Lincoln. So, but you know, what more you, you want. Know,
3: <laughs> even so, why wouldn't you do that? That's you what know?
4: attracted Milan to
3: him. I like how many English players or British players are going abroad. And being more
4: adventurous. Well, I think the
3: more they do, the, the they more
2: they'll they learn and improve. In the old days, they didn't go You don't rush. The Belling story
3: is, knows. is like,
0: you know, yeah. basically every parent of a yeah. of a young British player who's really talented should look at that story and go. Okay, why, why would you want to go to Liverpool or Man United? i got a this year, so you, you know, what wants
4: you? Mean, want? you know, go to yeah,
3: Birmingham you, and borrow a, a small diversion oh, yeah. in Germany. I mean, yeah. yeah, but one his, his mum, and Liverpool. also his mum went out
0: and lived with him in Dortmund, well, Dortmund for yeah. the first year. That's, that, to, that's the clever move. Without wanting to it. go over, overboard move.
4: about what we do, yeah. I think a lot of South American fans, do think the say about Brighton but it used to be Benfica it used to be but actually we're the, now the, the, the link to the big clubs so like when okay. Metallica's coming in, down to the ball was at Brighton Casado's going to go it's, super, it's linked Fabinho to the big clubs
0: club. so like when you get players now we can sign them that, that's, <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> that's
4: <laughs> really that's really good
2: that'd be great, well, that'd be great. <laughs> but you spent so much money on well, the awesome. yeah. <laughs> you did awesome, <laughs> you
4: did awesome. <laughs> But it, it, I think the genuine it is it's like there is a middle ground where it's not just like go to
3: Portugal. It's like can't probably leave with Brighton or well, something yeah, like that. We had Tim Vickery on the
4: podcast. I mean, yeah. he was talking he's
3: about also, how he's not a big Sunday. Ah, mm. He's he's all right. He's okay. We had him on the pod. He was talking mm. about how. You have this interim period. If you sign someone from South America, they have to go to someone like Portugal or Spain or Italy, yeah, 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 no. And uh, then come to England. Yeah. And he was or talking about how, or. in the last year or two, Brighton changed that. Yeah. They've transcended that. And they've said, no, we don't actually need to do that. I, I saw recent If you bring him, them in, loan them out for maybe six months, so yeah. you're still doing something but not as much as before, and then yeah. integrate. So I, I and thought, it can work.
4: And I saw something recently with him where he... He shouted, "He told Barstall and Seiso and saying he wasn't
3: that convinced, and he said if you like elsewhere, and he was
4: saying he's so glad he was wrong." I, ha- I was have to quote here. CISO, that he was so I glad think. he was wrong because <laughs> then was like turned out to be. I have to say, if
1: I could just interject, my favourite piss poor chant of the season was at Forest Green.
3: Yes, go on. Did
1: we mention Forest Green earlier on air?
3: No, no, no. I don't think oh, so. No. Well.
1: Anyway, when we went to nails
3: first. The vegetarian food the vegans. Sells out quickly, yeah. that's all we'll say. Q-5, it was, it was mine
1: and a number of other people's favourite chant of the season. Not only to get the name wrong, but they were consistent with Brighton fans in not being able to rhyme, <laughs> able to do anything else The least harmonious fans so in the world. It was En Sisko. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, I'm cringing already. He came from Portugal. So no, You're you fucking didn't. fucking I mean, really. There's five There's problems. There's a, a There's five problems with, yeah. Yeah. Five problems with that, yeah. isn't there? And very yeah. few words as well. Especially, uh, I'm sure I got Portugal wrong because I'm bollocks and I've got the wrong country. Paraguay. There's I mean, another country It wasn't the right student country. Still didn't rhyme. Don't to still didn't rhyme. There's three
3: failures to rhyme, isn't there? And let's not talk about the
2: musicality. Pizza Let's not talk about it. We had
0: that... We had that with uh, with Luka, 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 with Luca, Luca Luka, M- M- Luka Milivojevic, and his song was "Oh Luca." Whoa! But but he's not played that much. And then the time we really sang it was at the at the end of the season. When he was on the pitch with his kids, so he's got his like, two kids, and then he goes, he comes from Serbia, he'll fucking murder you. Yeah. <laughs> he's <be>, <laughs> <with two> <laughs> like, he's two chocolate, he's thinking, I'm not sure I really want to go strong. Is that nice to hear about your daddy? That's a nice <laughs> rhyming, uh, <laughs> it, it is, rhymes is better. It's good, it's a um, good couplet it, yeah.
5: Morally, no, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had um, good for us either. Yeah.
0: It, it worked better with when we had Chiati, who obviously played for West Ham before he played for us, and then we had chaos. <coughs> he comes from Senegal, he fucking hates Millwall, which if you played for Millwall so uh, that, for Palace and West Ham, yeah, that was that much better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But
0: then yeah. he was a homophobic shitbag. Yes. Yeah, oh, that is so I thought it was. I
3: thought Right, can I just quote the Tim Vickery thing? The yeah,
2: thing? Yeah, yeah, go, oh, on, on. go yeah.
3: On. Tim Vickery said, "Always saw Moises Caicedo as a sure thing for Brighton." Um, Alexis McAllister, I thought, would be fine once they worked out his position. Oh, a uh, position for him, but in Ciso, not in Cisco. Okay. <laughs> <has> <laughs> and Ciso su- has and been Paraguay a has been a surprise. And Ciso has been a surprise. Saw a fair build fair bit and thought he was all potential and not enough reality wonderful to see him come in good there we go on that two one. goals
1: 95 yards between him that's about
3: right isn't it yeah goal of the season competition though yeah
1: it's yeah, also the Palace
4: Twitter theme to where like, I talk about pick the piss out of Brighton for like thinking and said might do thinking it's
1: like well he's got four goals in two months which for any Premier League player is pretty good
3: he came into the equation that's late not the David got okay. for
1: us in, if you dismiss the Norwich game you have only got
3: two there. By the way, Colwell as well. We're quote from Colwell from a month or two ago. He said, um, I love the Brighton fans. I love everything about them. I'll take that into consideration. Brighton put their trust in me when (laughs) others didn't. And I'm a person that loves to repay that. Sounds a bit threatening, doesn't it? We'll see what happens. Yeah. He um, he was, he's, not <laughs> he's not coming to you, is he? He's not coming to you, guys. <laughs> he? Said it's like next thing's happening, the he's not coming to you, is he? He's you guys. the next happened. series uh, of Ozarks
4: sorting. to that, He's off the palace. Brilliant. You guys are Fantastic. losing Gway and he's going to you guys instead.
3: But don't worry, you can sign Tamori, that Italian guy, that Southgate yeah. overlooks, because he must be Italian. No, uh-huh. be
4: fair. Tamori sounds like it. Tamori! like actually quite a good Italian name, isn't it?
2: Yesterday, we're, today, today, tomorrow. we're getting into fucking racing. Where are we?
4: What?
3: There
4: we go. Okay, then we can...
3: oh, when yeah. the ball hits that's the fun. net, there's
4: one thing you can bet that's tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Piece of singing.
2: Zamora!
1: We love no, no, you. No, no. Peace of singing.
0: Things when are the ball hits the
1: back of
4: the bloke in Rosette, that that's zamora. zamora. That's a West Ham
1: song. Nah, was, yeah, it is. West Ham did uh, It was, a... was when the ball Boo. hits your right, And you're saying Rosette. <laughs> that's Zamora can
2: right. turn this off? No, anything you this else you want well, to ask? Any,
4: any
3: other subjects for debate? <laughs> the other for, 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 uh, so, uh,
4: where
3: do you reckon you'll finish yeah, next season? Yeah, let's cover that. Let's Obviously, 12 kids, it's That's where we always end. Yeah, so
0: I know it, it. was really annoying. We got drummed. Chelsea was so bad they forced us into eleventh. My my favourite position is
5: top top of the bottom in the league because remember on Sky Sports. Well
0: they always used to oh, split, yeah. split Just them up. It down. So when I was younger, if we were top of the bottom, really it looked nice. like you were top of the bottom. The when I was little. Eleventh is top of the bottom. So you see that. You don't want to be bottom of the top, do you? exactly. It's it's so eleventh is way better than 10th. Be yeah. 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 But, but totally it's true. a serious it's actually really you know, when look at the when you look at the economics of it. Finishing, it, you know, and people go... Was it 2.2, and, and 2.2 we, 0.2 we are now, we're now old enough to have a generation of fans who actually think we belong in a Premier League. And even, you know, Cleo well, knows... That's fair th- enough, you've been no, there no, for no, 10 no, years, No, no, fine, but it? we don't. You know, we, we are a, we're a championship club that's punching above our weight. Yeah, I prefer to agree and, with that. And, <laughs> and, and, no, we and, are. I'm not
2: going to disagree <laughs> with you. And,
0: and of course, you know, so if you're, if you're even if you're her age, that's you're kind of leave. thinking, we might manage it another year or another two years. But we've got a generation of fans who every year now go, Oh, kick off we need to sell the heart we'll get two hundred million and we'll spend it on this and we'll be and, and particularly now you've got into Europe there are like, when at like oh, we've got to sell this
4: dude in West town so
0: yeah. Tell yeah. us more about this <laughs> no, 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 no. i <laughs> said, said it once. You know. foaming at you the mouth. They, they literally. No, they haven't really went into the
4: actual rivalry, rivalry. rivalry, anyway. so You
0: know, But the the point is. To, to stay in the Premier League to stay mid-table it's the old thing about you know that's not standing still you'll, you'll still have to spend a huge amount of money just to be where you were last year and you look at you know, there's every year Southampton Leeds Gone. Look how quick you know, it goes Everton, Leicester. Really yeah. like,
4: well, we get that every time I mean, we're Southampton, Leicester. We're like everyone's like, well, you know, you're going to be like that eventually. I mean, we probably if, will. If you look at it, if like, you're my generation, you're still be going 2011. Have in it, might be years, but it yeah. will
0: Even even Cleo's seen enough of us in you know in uh, enough relegations. Even in her, yeah. what, how what 26 years, yeah. you know, and so we're kind of like every year we we mid table fight and the great thing is, and you, you all know this, and you've had a very good season. We we'll admit this year, but you yeah, know, even 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 an average no, season, we'll you're know, probably minutes. you know you might you 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 win an away game at Liverpool, or Man City, or whatever, or you beat one of them at home well, again. And, probably and all you, of them really. Oh, well, okay. You, yeah. <laughs> so you know that you, I'm
2: so <laughs> equally
0: you you lose at Fulham or Wolves and you just put them <coughs> out Everton. Everton. But yeah, actually, exactly. at the end of the season you go, fuck it, do
4: you remember that night we beat Ben? Yeah, we, we literally went through that the and whole, and you know, league, league-wise, we had that the whole second half of the season. We won at Chelsea, then got stuffed at Forest, then beat yeah. Man U, 1-0, a laughing head then lost at yeah. 5-0. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. we literally went through that literally the whole second half of the season. But for the point you're making that an The Newcastle, to be fair, wasn't that surprising. It was a conversation on having won. In our first Five, or second one, season three. up, when yeah. when
1: we went to West Brom, I was chatting to some of their fans, and it was like, "Oh god, well, that was horrendous." Um, I understand that you're not going to win yeah. the Premier League. I understand yeah. you're not going to get relegated because they were established mid-table. Yeah. What do you look forward to every year? Well, they got
4: relegated that year, I'm and, and sure. they
1: said, "Well, you'll get one of the top six in, and you'll beat em. Mm. Re- That's it. That's mm. all you've got to look forward to. Is is one or two games in the middle of a season when you beat a team? I think they're that's they're going to qualify for Europe, and and I as much as I respected that, I think that where Brighton have gone now, we have gone beyond. That. Is to say, yeah,
3: which means anyone could.
4: Which has go gone
0: beyond,
3: beyond. beyond. Let's beat
0: teams. Yeah. Let's okay, go but to Europe. Let's you you have Burnham a year, come but, but come. Burnley did that. Yeah, you know, Burnley did that. Burnley, Burnley got into Europe for a year, yeah. and I know. You, I mean, you are Warms, Burnley, West Burnley West Ham. are well. You know, well, I, it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens
3: because Burnley and West Ham have struggled in the league when yeah. they've got into Europe, yeah. haven't they? Leicester is
4: really a struggle. we're losing yes. a couple of major yeah.
3: assets, how are we going to do it? Leicester won the league and the club. But, but even, like uh,
4: even recently, one of the fifth two yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. And they've got. Yeah, gone. yeah we, I have no. You know, I no, completely. I said, I can
0: remember kind of five years ago, five, six years
4: ago,
0: I was saying. I mean, I actually didn't. The prospects of relegation didn't bother me that much because I remember, you know, I just thought. Great thing about the championship was, you wake up on a Saturday yeah, mornings yeah, yeah. every day. You think if we could win, we could lose, we Great could draw. it's completely unpredictable, and Brilliant and of course, punch. by the time you've had five years Fight in Premier League, day. you're thinking, well, this is a day we're definitely losing. <laughs> this is, a, you know, and there are very few days when you're going, we're definitely winning.
2: And, and I know I kind of thought
0: oh, okay you know but of course the, the economics like I was saying the economics are we, you know we've rebuilt our academy we've, we, we've now I, I think you know the whole thing about uh, rebuilding our old stands and stuff you kind of get locked into that and it's not so simple where, it is, where you can just go let's drop down a division and have some fun because I'd like i quite like that I'd quite like a a season where your backs go really? off. Let's play Plymouth first. Play a, Robert it's, it's and go there and find back
1: up, that's the problem.
0: It's a problem of course it yeah. is. We'd all love to drop down yeah.
1: and have that. But when you look at when you look at the clubs that then drop a division or take ten years to yeah. get back, but I think, think I think we're both right. in a situation where we've probably like invested enough in youth
4: that we're not. We haven't got the whole of the excessive like Leicester. I think and Leicester especially. Have got like a lot of weather to they've gone down. Yeah. Have got massive wage bills that they can't deal with. Yeah. I don't think either of our clubs have got that. Parachutes. I think, I think well, parachutes. But, but even then, extent. I think Leicester and Everton have got like such big wage bills that yeah, not deal Yeah, Le- I think Leicester have got a yeah. Way yeah. yeah. Way they are. Whereas Great. I think if we either of us they went down, down we the down young, down. young players that we could sell if it came to it. You'd have the like De Guay, that sort of thing of at least, say of Eze. If it came to it, you could sell them if you really but need. we've got like kind of likes so yeah. Players like in so we've got that, yeah, people. We can actually sell if can. I don't think. Whereas I, actually at Leicester, I think I've got like too many players who are too overpaid and not that great. I, I don't think, think
0: Anyone at Leicester thought that at the beginning no. of last season
4: no. we might yeah. end up yeah, going exactly. down. Exactly. So they've got um, big, well they, they big were contracts. They hit COVID. All the finances went wrong. Whereas Tony Bloom and Paul Barber at our side, I think. I think you know. I think generally you guys well because I think. If anything, you underspend. So they will have thought about the the idea of going down. Well, there'll be big things that will stop you struggling if you go down. Leicester, I think, will really struggle because they've got a lot of players who are overpaid who no one else will want. Yeah.
3: Right, we better wrap this up. So right, been, it's a good old chat. It's been very fun, though.
4: Oh, these, okay. Okay. Nice to meet
3: you all. <laughs> ah, yeah. oh, friends.
5: Oh. Oh. Special friends. palace oh. oh. friends. palace friends. <laughs> and
3: the guy that said that is a Palace fan, isn't he? The uh, guy in, uh, but in but the one in the of the, the other ones, the yeah. Brighton yeah.
5: fan. Is he? Yeah. Who's that? Which one? One of is yeah. the, the Palace oh, fan, and no, the Brighton So the guy that brags about his sexual
3: conquests that don't exist is the Palace
5: fan. It must be the Brighton fan. No, that's your Palace fan.
4: Definitely Palace fan. No, but one of I think
5: two of them are Palace fans. One
2: no,
4: really? I think <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, 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 all, my, all, in my all my memory this. of that thing <laughs> of that of the, of the film from that is idea. Ass wankers. Yeah. No, no, no. The, um, <laughs> the 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 film bit where they're going to, like <laughs> on a train with people are, on the bar, coach, we're thinking about Burnley, and oh, Will, yes. Will says oh, like, oh, "I don't like football, but I, if people ask me, I like football. But if people ask me about Burnley, I say no. Fuck <laughs> Burnley." That's the film. Yeah, it's so is that, that the Dale Stevens problem.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah, he said "fuck Burnley" yeah. on his first appearance, and he was like, never got forgiven after
3: that. Peter, pleasure as always. Dan, thank you for joining us for the first time. It's been a Don't pleasure. Worry. I've noticed you uh, gradually slurring as the evenings worn on. That uh, <laughs> no, you, no, been...
1: no, I slur from the morning. <laughs> gonna...
3: <laughs> You're welcome back anytime here. So that thank just you, sir. fits in very nicely with our Appreciate podcast. You. Cleo, thank you for joining thank us. You. And Toby. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> we'll get you back on, shall we? <laughs> no, no,
5: after that show. Well, well, if we bump into each year. other in the pub again. Yeah. We'll,
0: you <laughs> think
3: yeah. you yeah. we'll, we'll see you at Sellers. Yeah,
6: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. We'll, um, we we'll probably yeah. won't,
6: actually.
3: <laughs> so, we'll until ne- until next
4: time, stand or fall.
1: Up the Albion. Down the pub. Sports Social Podcast Network.
4: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?